Missouri. Please stand by, our service will begin shortly. It's good to be with you all here in the Lord's house once again to worship him on this Lord's day, to worship him and to receive his gift of word and sacrament today. Let's stand together and greet each other in the name of the Lord. Members, please find somebody that you don't recognize and go say hi to them today and welcome them. Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater, and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this, the fourth Sunday after Pentecost. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service is the organist, Mrs. Susan Sinninger, and the acolytes are Kai Brown and Jordan Kleibeck. This radio broadcast for today is sponsored by Ralph and Curtis Schallert, in memory of their father, Lester Schallert, and dedicated to the glory of God. These radio broadcasts are made possible by donations to the radio ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. You may contact the church office for how you may help. All right, we just have a couple of announcements before we continue on with our service today. First of all, Happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. Thank you for everything that you do for us, uh, have done for us, and continue to do for us. May God bless you in your vocation as you continue uh, to lead your families. And then finally, again, just a reminder that beginning this coming uh, Thursday, June the 21st, in the sanctuary is our new adult summer Bible study. Uh, somebody asked about ages for that. I, I would say that if you are high school and above, um, if you want to uh, join us for that, that would be wonderful. Again, this coming Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. in the sanctuary. Uh, make sure to bring your Bibles for Bible study. Bring your Bibles. Okay. Some people got that. Okay. Uh, yes, 7 to 8 p.m. this coming Thursday night in the sanctuary. And let's open our service today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Lord's Day. And we ask for your blessing and for your presence to be here among us. For we know that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, there you are among them. Lord, we ask that you would give us a zeal this morning for your house of worship here. Truly, Lord, um, better is one day in your house, in your place, than a thousand elsewhere. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 
We open with our first hymn, number 790. We'll sing the first three verses of that hymn, Praise to the Lord the Almighty, number 790, verses 1 through 3. Please stand. We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart, and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching Him, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant His forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you, and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. 
So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. The righteous flourish like the palm tree. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They still bear fruit in an old age. To declare that the Lord is upright. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Blessed Lord, since you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that we may, that we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. This morning's Old Testament reading is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 17, verses 22 through 24. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I myself will take a shoot from the very top of a cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender sprig from its topmost shoots and plant it on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel I will plant it. 
I will produce branches and bear fruit and become a, and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. All the trees of the forest will know that I, the Lord, bring down the tall tree and make the low tree grow tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. This is the word of our Lord. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. On your wondrous works I will meditate. We continue with uh, a piano duet that you will find the lyrics to the song that the ladies will be playing in your bulletin. You are invited to join in in singing. <clears throat>
this time, it's that moment for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message given this morning by Miss Hanson. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your mighty mites, as well. <clears throat> hands out. I'm going to give everybody, and if you get more than one, pass it on to someone else, okay? There's some mustard seeds I'm passing out. I want you to see how big they are. They're just so big. If you didn't get one, pass one. If you got more than one, pass one to somebody else, okay? Are they, are they big? Are they tiny? Did everybody get one? Okay. Mustard seeds. Look how little and tiny they are. Do you think they'll grow up to be something big and strong? You think so? How come you? Why do you know that? Because plants start out small, but they grow up big, big like an apple seed. Very good. These are just little tiny, tiny seeds, but they grow up to, mustard seeds, they grow up to be one of the biggest, strongest plants. Now, what do plants have to be, what do seeds have to be put in to make them grow? Dirt. Dirt. What else do they need? Water. What else? Sun. Very good. And sunshine. And one more thing that we talked about this morning. MJ, where are you? One more thing it has to have. Who knows? Air. Very good. It has to have air to grow. So when the seeds get planted in the dirt and the rain comes and the sun comes and the air has to have all those things to grow. Now, in our Bible story about the mustard seed, did you know that a small seed can be put into rocks and it can grow? How could it do that? Who knows? Somebody different? Because seeds are so small, they, their roots can go like through the rocks, around the rocks, and they can just poke up. There's a scientist for you. She, she knows that they can still grow. When I was reading that story, I was thinking about something. Who makes everything grow? God. God makes everything grow. So he can make a mustard seed grow out of a rock. He can make it grow out of the dirt. He can make it grow wherever, right? God's the one who makes things grow. He can take that little tiny, tiny seed that I gave you, and he can turn it into a great big, huge plant. Now, let me ask you something else. What grows out of the Bible? Mm. The fruit of the Spirit. Ooh, very good job. The fruit of the Spirit. When we learn about God and all the things that God wants us to learn out of the Bible, the, Spirit take, the Holy Spirit takes that 
those words, God's words, and helps them to grow in our life. And something else grows. Out of baptism, we are baptized into... God's family. God's family. So he takes that water and, and grows faith in us into God's family, right? So think about that next time when you're reading your Bible. Think about all those words that you read in your Bible, how God will take that and he will have that grow in faith in your life and he will have that grow in your knowledge and keep you close to him. Now, if you want to plant those when you get home, you can. We'll see how much they grow, okay? Because they're going to need some what? They're going to need water and they're going to need air, right? And sunshine. Very good. Thank you guys for coming. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us to church today. Thank you for taking care of us and giving us all that we need so that we can grow big and strong in our faith and in our life for you. Thank you also for giving us our dads to take care of us, and to teach us, and to love us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The epistle reading for the fourth Sunday after Pentecost comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwellings, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord, for we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and we prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the word of our Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. <clears throat> Jesus also said, 
This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. But he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it, because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? What parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them, as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Our hymn of the day is number 700 in the Lutheran service book, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Number 700 in the Lutheran service book.
Would you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for this morning's meditation is the gospel lesson that was just read. You'll want to have that in front of you. Uh, We'll be looking at it and some particular verses in it as we go along here this morning. I can't remember what the name of the church is. That's right down 1090 here. There are two of them, but one of the churches always has some really interesting sayings on their, on their sign. And I don't know if you've seen the, the latest one, but as I was driving by it, I thought, that's, that's just perfect for my message on, on, on Sunday. It says, Lord, give me patience and make it snappy. I like that. Isn't that so true for all of us? Lord, give me patience, but I really, really want things to happen immediately and right now. As I was thinking about this text, it got me to thinking about several different things. And as we know, Jesus is, t- is giving a parable about what the kingdom of God is like. And it kind of got me to thinking about perhaps some more, at least in my own life, at least in this first one, uh, some more recent parables. The kingdom of God is like a student that I once had in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade at my previous church. And this young man, whose name was Ryan, this, this young man, he never listened at all. There were even a couple of times where I asked him to excuse himself from the classroom because he was being such a distraction. And the faculty and I, we would be praying for this student many, many times, hoping that at some point and in some way that the Spirit would come to him, break his heart, and to turn him to the faith. Because it was very, very clear to me, to all of us, that not only inside of the classroom did he never pay attention and did he like to be sort of the class clown, but even outside of it as well. Until a few years later, after he graduated, and the faculty and I received word that this same student, Ryan, had gone on on a Christian camp for a week. And I don't know who the name or who the counselor was that was speaking to him, but one night they were just sitting by themselves, and the counselor, in whatever words that the Spirit gave to Ryan, made him listen and had convinced him. And through the Spirit's guidance, Ryan finally believed that Jesus was his Lord, that Jesus was his Savior, and everything that we heard about was that Ryan had made a complete 180 in his life. That's what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God, too, is like a husband and a father who finally reaches the point in which he knows that he needs to get help and finally goes to AA for that help. The kingdom of God is like a man who once lost his mother as a young boy, which would become an event that would later lead him to become an atheist, somebody who doesn't believe in God, to to disavow God completely. 
And the same boy who would then become a man years later, who would become one of the leading Christian apologists that the world has ever known. This man's name was C.S. Lewis. The kingdom of God, too, is like a woman who had been a recipient of the power of Jesus in her life. And that was so grateful for her work, for his work in her life, that she would eventually go with him all the way to the cross when many of those closest to him did not. That woman was Mary Magdalene. It can be really, really frustrating for us when we don't see that God's kingdom is either working in our own lives or is working in the lives of those that we know, or certainly the world and the nation that we live in. Jesus says in our text, if you look at it, that the kingdom of God is like a man who scattered some seed, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited, and he waited, night and day that he waited, and eventually that seed would grow up to become something that could be harvested. And I love what Jesus says here. It's, it's, it's a bit subtle. He says, and this, and this man has no idea how it happened. This man has no idea how this seed that, that he once planted, that he once scattered, then became a plant that could eventually be harvested. It can be really, really frustrating for us. when we don't see the work of the kingdom in our lives. And it's sort of like that sign says on that church down this road, Lord, give me patience, but make it snappy, please. Lord, I want to see the kingdom of God in my life. I want to see the kingdom of God work in this person's life. And could you hurry up and make it go faster? Perhaps it is someone's life that we have prayed for again and again and again. And it just doesn't seem to be happening. How many of you have children? Don't raise your hands, but how many of you have children that you brought to church every single Sunday, or almost every single Sunday, made sure that they went to Sunday school. And when they left the nest, they lost their faith. And they still have not found their way back yet. And you're praying for the kingdom of God to continue to be working in their lives. How many of you look at what is going on in our nation and the world around us and wonder, is God even looking at it? Does he even care? Does he even know what is happening in our world and in our country? Where is God? How many of you are waiting and have prayed again and again and again for the kingdom of God to be working in your own life? Something that either has been going on in your life 
or is currently going on in your life and you are praying to God that His kingdom would come to you and that you would see it and that you would know it and that you would feel it, that it wouldn't be just some pie-in-the-sky hope that you will never be able to realize, but that you see it and you feel it. And how many of you, how many of us, just like Jesus did that one time, cried out to God and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Are you listening, God? Can you hear me? Do you see what is going on? Why have you forsaken me? Interestingly, the the prophet Habakkuk, one of the minor prophets, again, not minor in what he taught, but just minor because his book is very, very short. The The prophet Habakkuk went through something very, very similar. Habakkuk was sent by God to the people of Judah to give them a word, or many words, actually, to bring about judgment on them because of their wickedness. Because they had not been following the one true God, even though they knew better. And Habakkuk waited, and he waited, and he waited some more. Until finally, in chapter 1 of his book, Habakkuk has had enough. And he cries out to God, and he says this. He says, How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Have you ever had a point in in your life where you have prayed and you have prayed and you have prayed and at some point you just say, I've had enough? Why hasn't God answered my prayer? All of us have. I certainly have. And then finally God answers Habakkuk. Finally. After waiting and waiting and waiting, Habakkuk gets an answer. Probably not the answer that he was looking for, but God gives him an answer nonetheless. And he says this, Look at the nations and watch. Be utterly amazed. For I am going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before Him. And let me give you the PSV version of this, or the PJSV version of this, the Pastor Jake Standard Version. I'm God, and you're not. Stop doubting me. Stop your unbelief. Stop your impatience. Because my kingdom is working. Long after you go to sleep, my kingdom is still working. 
My reign is coming to you. Now, the parable of the mustard seed helps us understand this. Again, Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest seed that you can plant in the ground, he says. And yet, once it begins to grow, it becomes so large. Some can grow up to 10 feet with such large branches, big branches, that the birds of the air can perch in it and rest under its shade. It might seem like nothing is happening. It might seem as though God is not answering your prayers. It might seem as though God has abandoned you. It might seem as though God has abandoned those you love and those whom you have prayed for again and again and again. It might seem as though the seed did not take. It might seem as though the kingdom has stopped working. But just like the seed that grew and the farmer had no idea how it happened, the kingdom of God is coming to you. The reign of Jesus is coming to you just like the smallest of seeds that grew to be so large that the birds of the air can find plenty of shade in its branches. The kingdom of God is always coming to us. This is what Jesus promises us. This is why he commanded us to pray that petition in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come. Because it is always coming. This is the reign of Jesus that was promised in the Old Testament and was brought about by his miraculous birth, his suffering and death, and his glorious resurrection. And that kingdom, the kingdom of God that has come to you in the person of Jesus and in his sacraments and in his word, is working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. And so I close with these words from the small catechism. The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself, even without our prayer. But we pray that it may come among us also. In the person of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God has come to you and to all. In the person of Jesus Christ, we find the glorious benefits of the kingdom. The forgiveness of sins. Life and salvation. In the person of Jesus Christ, we find that God has not abandoned us. That the seed of faith has taken root and it will grow. Because the reign of God has come. And the kingdom of God has not stopped working. And it will never stop working. Because the kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer. And we will continue to pray by the grace of Jesus that it may come among us also. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand.
We now recite together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Apostles' Creed as it is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. At this time, I invite up uh, Carson to come on forward to the lectern uh, to read her statement of faith. Carson was not able to be with the rest of her class on Confirmation Sunday, and so uh, this morning she's going to read to us her statement of faith and specifically what her faith in Jesus means to her. So Carson, the floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, Let's make sure that her microphone is on, okay? Good, thanks. Okay. What my faith means to me. Some might say it's what I was raised in, what I was told to believe by my parents, but my faith means so much more. I'm a Lutheran, born and raised, and when I was baptized when I was an infant with my sponsored Ashley and Brett Bailey, Richie and Tracy Ray, and my parents Ed and Tracy Ray, they spoke for me and told the congregation what I believe in. Now at my confirmation, I get to tell my congregational family what I believe in. My confirmation verse is Psalm 40 verse 3. It states, he put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. I picked this confirmation verse because I love to sing and praise the Lord with my singing ability. I wanted a a verse that both captured the singing aspect of my life and how I put my trust in the Lord. My grandmother, Sharon Clifton, always told me that your faith is yours and no one else's. And when you receive Jesus Christ in your heart, you will feel free and all your problems will be his. I never had this moment, and yet today I feel like this will happen. I'm very excited to get confirmed because I will be communing with my grandmother and my uncle who passed away. My family has raised me in my faith and created a place where I can use my faith to help me in a well-being as a person. It is important to have a congregational family because you don't have to be afraid to express your faith in what you believe in. Where together we share in the body and blood of Jesus and confess that he is the Lord of our lives. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carson, for sharing that with us. Carson will be confirmed at a later date, uh, and so we continue to pray for her as her congregational family. And so thank you, Carson, for sharing that with us. At this time, we collect our tithes and offerings. announcements today, we would like to remind you that Trinity Lutheran Church has Sunday school and adult Bible classes every Sunday morning at 8.45 a.m. They are held in the Trinity School Building. A special announcement, 
Pastor Jake will begin teaching a new adult summer Bible study from 7 to 8 p.m. beginning Thursday evening, June 21st, in the sanctuary. Everyone is welcome. A men's Bible study meets at 6.30 a.m. each Wednesday morning in the chapel. Several ladies' Bible studies meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information concerning the Bible studies, please call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Tell Me a Story, is given by the Reverend Dr. Dale Meyer. Jesus loves to tell us stories. In his stories about the normal things of life, Jesus teaches us about the reign of God in our lives. This Father's Day, what makes for a godly father or mother or Christian? that we want to remember to pray for. First, for those on our health list, for Linda Wee, Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Ernest Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Carol McIntyre, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Joan Haynes, Addison Trokey, Steve Doss, Landreth Worm, Becky Morgan, Wayne Towers, Bob Dotson, Alice Helmkamp, Bob Yelenek, Mark Fellwalk, Elda Nelson, Gary Magruder, Billy Voskamp, and Thelma Barnes. Also for Doris Tilton, who was the mother of Charlotte George, who had a bad fall recently. Also for those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, uh, for Scott and Charlotte George, who will celebrate 48 years of marriage on June the 19th. Uh, and for a birthday, Elmer Stell Wagen, Wagen, who will celebrate 89 years of life on June the 20th. Uh, and also a prayer of praise for the marriage of Anthony and Stacey Presley uh, that happened last evening. We go to our Lord in prayer.
God of grace and mercy, we praise you for establishing your church throughout through your Son and for calling us to faith and life as your people. Ever plant the seed of your word among us and feed us at your table, that what you have begun in us may be brought to completion in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace and mercy, we bless you for all earthly fathers through whom you have given us the gift of life. Make them examples to us of your fatherly love and help them to proclaim to their children your mighty deeds in Christ, bringing them up in the nurture and teaching of the Lord. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace and mercy, let Christ's love so control us that we might no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died and rose again for us. Nor regard anyone according to the old way, but learn to see each other as new creations in Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, bless our nation and all nations with faithful leaders who will act with justice to protect the weak. Promote virtue and seek peace. Be with the members of our armed forces, protecting them and upholding them in honor. Bless the police, firefighters, emergency and medical personnel, and all for whom we experience your protection and care. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Lord, at times in this body, your children groan under the burdens and troubles of life. We remember before you all who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally, especially, Lord, all of those who are on our health list, especially, Lord, too, for Doris, and, Lord, also for, Lord, those we name before you in our hearts now. Grant to them, Lord, your peace, comfort in their troubles, and the relief that you know is best for them. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace and mercy, we are not worthy in ourselves to stand before you, let alone to come to the table of our Lord to eat Christ's body and drink his blood. Still, at his invitation we come. Give us your spirit that we may receive his gifts and faith for our benefit. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we especially give you thanks for all those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries this week, especially for Scott and Charlotte upon celebrating their 48th anniversary. We pray to you that by your Spirit you would enable them to remain faithful to each other and to the vows that they have made. Uplift them in their love for one another and especially their love for you. Also, Lord, we pray for Elmer, who has a birthday this week. Thank you for sustaining him in life to this day, and we pray that your face would shine upon him every day of this next year. Also, Lord, we thank you for the marriage of Anthony and Stacy, and we thank you, Lord, that, they, that another Christian family has been formed. We pray, and we pray your continual blessing to be upon them. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace and mercy, you bestow upon us the riches of this good earth and all its resources for the blessing of your people and to answer our need. Lord, grant rain to the crops that your earth may yield a rich harvest for the good of all. Remind us that nothing good exists apart from your will and purpose. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And so, people of God, the Lord be with you.
Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death in the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament and under the form of the bread and wine. I received his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith and life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
The first of our distribution hymns today is O Lord We Praise Thee, number 617 in the Lutheran Service Book. That's number 617.
second of our distribution hymns today is number 611 in the Lutheran service book. Chief of Sinners Though I Be, number 611.
18, I come, O Savior, to thy table.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy that you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and to be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Frystep, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on frystepradio.com. 
we commend you to the love and care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Just another reminder that on the 21st, Thursday night, uh, we will be having our adult summer Bible class here in the sanctuary from 7 to 8 p.m. I pray that you all have a very, very blessed week, and dads have a very blessed Father's Day today as well. <clears throat> Yeah.